This episode is brought to you by SD Sober Living. If you or someone you know needs a safe and supportive recovery home, then reach out to SD Sober Living at www.sdsoberliving.org or call 619-625-0769. That's 619-625-0769. Come get some San Diego recovery and some fuck fentanyl at SD Sober Living. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame, what the world's gotten to, for people like me, people like you. Welcome to the Fuck Fentanyl Podcast, I'm Luis Romero, I am the Fuck Fentanyl Guy. Today, I got my special guest, Bama. How you doing, Bama? All right, man. What's going on? So, um, you know, Bama, I met when I started to come to meetings again. Um, I always knew he had a pretty uh, interesting story, and I um, I knew he was all about my brand, actually, from the moment I met him. And um, I, I really, um, you know, I really think he's a really cool guy. I really, like, I, I always, you know, like... But wanted to get him on my podcast. Actually, he was one of the people I had in mind, and uh, I recently heard a more a little bit more in depth of his story um, <laughs> the other day. So I'm really excited, man, just, uh, to have you here, man. And um, shit, man, just start it wherever you wanted to, man. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Um, so yeah, I uh, I grew up um, in a small town in Birmingham, Alabama. Grew up pretty um, poor or financially unstable, I'll say. Um, you know, as a kid, we always had a roof over our head. Uh, we always had something to eat, but you know, there might be times when the water, or the power would go off for X amount of time or whatever. But um, I was born into uh, addiction. Mm-hmm. My my mom and my father are drug addicts and alcoholics, and they're parents were drug addicts and alcoholics and uh so i got to see that firsthand early on and i remember thinking as a kid you know i'll never do that before i even knew what it really was Mm -hmm. it was in my mind like i will never do that yeah um but here i am (laughs) (laughs) it Um, happened (laughs) yeah it did um so i remember early on uh knowing that something wasn't right with my mom and dad's relationship right and uh that there was some some abuse there that i i wasn't visibly seeing i'm 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 talking young like early as i can remember Mm -hmm. um so and then getting a little older to like five six seven years old yeah um the abuse was going on like the verbal abuse and the physical abuse with my mom in front of me and my little brother and um, my brother was a baby at that time, and uh, I just remember being so scared for him all the time. You mm-hmm. know, he was a little bitty baby, and uh, you were trying to be uh, like kind of like his guardian. In a yeah, way. absolutely, absolutely. And then, uh, so for sure, it progressed. My my dad, um, very mean drunk, okay. uh, involved in a motorcycle gang that I'm yeah. not going to name. Sure, and, um, gotcha. Just was a mean drunk man. And, 
um, was physically abusive towards me uh, early uh, He was on. like an intimidating man. Yeah, absolutely. He was 6'10", 350 pounds. Oh, wow. He was, yeah, a, he was big a big guy. Dude. Yeah. Wow, Jesus. And, uh, you know, my mom was terrified of him, so I was terrified of him oh, yeah. just off the rip. And uh, so the, the physical abuse started going on with me. I, can't, I guess the earliest I can remember is probably seven Mm -hmm. seven years old and we're working on a weed eater i I used to love to go out and work on the cars and trucks and stuff with my dad and uh we were working on a weed eater and i was supposed to be holding it while he did something or another and Mm -hmm. i dropped it and it hit his knee and he punched me right in the chest oh my god that's the first time i ever remember the physical abuse towards myself um but you know as time went on and things progressed uh a little boy loves his mom. Yeah. Right. And of so when the abuse would happen, I would always try to stand up for my mom. Mm-hmm. And so that just like kind of put me in the line of fire, you know. Of course it would. And uh, so as it got worse, you know, I remember nights. My brother and I had a bunk bed. We shared a room. Yeah. And I slept on the top because I thought it was cool then. Yeah. Um, and my brother would sleep on the bottom, but I would get out of my bed and sleep in his bed mm-hmm. on the outside so that if my dad come in because he, he he had done that a few times he would come in in the middle of the night and yeah. just start shit you know oh jesus like you guys so just had to sleep yeah so he would jerk me out of bed instead yeah. of my brother you know i kind of tried to take on that that role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so but things got really bad dude my mom wasn't allowed to work uh, she wasn't allowed to go to the grocery store alone jesus she Christ. wasn't allowed money we didn't have a home phone Jesus. I was never allowed to have friends spend the night, never. Yeah. Uh, but I would go to church, uh-huh. uh, Southern Baptist Church. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa, yeah. With my grandmother. But Oof. I went every fucking time the doors were open because those people were nice to me. Oh, I bet. So, it's like a little I mean, sanctuary. It, it was the attention that I never got at home. So I was there always. Yeah. I mean, up until, you know, my story takes a turn later on. But Okay. Um, so... Yeah, dude, it uh, it progressively got worse really quick. Yeah. And uh, there was just this bad incident with my mom and my dad, and there was a big fucking fight. And mm-hmm. um, I got some scars here, but I tried to stop the fight, and yeah. my dad fucking put a cigar out on my arm right here. Jesus. And uh, that's when I was like, dude, I got to do whatever it takes to, to, to get rid of this dude. Right. Oh wow! But you were you were already like yeah, this guy needs to yeah. Be I was like be ten, yeah. you know, and you know, thankfully, uh, God did something that I couldn't do for myself. And, uh-huh. uh, he caught uh, two murder charges. Wow! Um, and was sentenced to two ninety nines run consecutive. Wow! You know? So it's like no possible. So he'll never he'll get never out. Get out. You know, and he's dead. is he still alive? He's dead now. Oh. He, di- he died in prison died a couple prison. years ago. Oh wow! And um. So, but when he went to prison, uh, my story really took a turn because um, my mom and him have been together since high school. Oh, and okay. They're high school sweethearts. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's not my biological father either. Oh, no way. Yeah, right. So I, I never met my dad until way later in life when okay. I got out of prison. But this is the guy that you knew as your father. Right. He adopted me when I was months old. Okay, yeah. And, uh, gotcha. So... When he went to prison, my mom went wild with freedom. 
I bet. And it was just like, I'll be back, watch your brother, I'm going to the grocery store, and then we wouldn't see her for three or four days, yeah. sometimes a week, sometimes, yeah. you know, so it became, um, I had to grow up really young. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know. So I did, but I didn't. So I thought growing up was running with the older guys, mm -hmm. uh, hitting licks, breaking in cars, breaking mm -hmm. in houses. Yeah. We started doing drugs, experimenting with drugs. Yeah. Um, so of course marijuana came first. Yeah. Um, well, actually alcohol came first. Oh, alcohol and then weed. Yeah, yeah. and then, go then weed yeah. probably right around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, 2000. Okay. I, I remember Y2K. I remember. Uh, <laughs> you were partying in Y2K? Yeah, well, I mean, I was young as fuck. So, <laughs> I, mean, I was like 11 years old. Wow. Holy um, shit, dude. Yeah, but I was up two houses up with the neighbors sneaking beers and shooting bottle rockets at each other <laughs> and shit. You know? And, uh, damn, dude. I'm, I, I'm like literally almost that same age, and it was so different for me. Yeah. That, I mean, that's. My neighborhood was really rough, though, dude. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. Uh, it was just full of it, yeah. you know? And so um, my mom would take off for those lengths of time and, uh -huh. and our power and our water was off. Yeah. Um, so I started hitting these licks and hanging out with older guys and gang. I was initiated into a gang. Okay. Uh, started doing all these drugs, dude. Yeah. And uh, so first it was alcohol, then marijuana, yeah. then came Coke. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't really like Coke, even young. Or even oh, really? as I grew up, I, didn't, like I wasn't big on the coke. It made me really paranoid. I didn't mm, like the no, gun down. No, it can. Uh, but then I tried Oxycontin. Oh. Yeah. And, and this is the early 2000s when yeah, they were yeah, easy, green, easy access. Green 80s, yeah. Yeah, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, fucking. Uh, and how old were you when you did Oxycontin? 11. Fuck, 12, Well, no, 12. 12, okay. 12 years old. Still very young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were fucking crushing them up and putting them on a bowl of weed and smoking. Oh, them. okay. Or snorting little pieces of them yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but opiates just instantly. Oh fuck yeah! Instant gratification. Instant. Like, I fuck didn't. Yeah, I didn't have to feel everything that had already went on. Mm -hmm. I did. You know, I didn't have to think about it. I just felt good. Yeah. I didn't care about going and hitting these licks. I was just. Doing <laughs> you yeah, you're I mean? in your world. All I wanted to do was impress these older people that I was hanging out with. Yeah. That's all I yeah. wanted Validation. To do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that wound up getting me. I, I took a bunch of Xanax one night, and I broke into eight, nine cars in the yeah. neighborhood, in the neighborhood that I lived in. Okay. Um, and I got busted. Uh, the next morning, I, um, I was walking down the road uh, with a bag of shit. Okay. That I had just stolen out of somebody's car and mm. like school buses and cars were going by going to work and I was still out fucking trying to steal shit. <laughs> right. <Always laughs> so when I got back to the trailer, it wasn't probably an hour later, the cops were there oh, and I shit. was arrested. Um, and I was charged with eight unlawful breaking and enter vehicles, which is a felony in Alabama. I don't know if it is here or not. But mm, well, not so much now. Yeah. Probably. But this was back then. So yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so. This was my first time ever getting in trouble. I see. And you were how old? 12. 12 years old. Yeah. Jesus. And well, like 12 and a half, close to 13. Okay. And uh, I did, I was given nine months uh -huh. in juvenile. But that's, that's a lengthy sentence. Yeah, for your first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it what is. I thought too. Oh, it is. Uh, but 
I mean, I was drug tested. They were trying to put me on this drug court thing uh, for oh. juveniles, and oh wow, uh, I was just dirty. I just burnt the bottom <laughs> out of the cup, dude. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I got sent to juvenile, and then of course the gang banging carried on in there. Yeah, uh, well, okay, well, of course. Yeah, it's, that that's really where that the criminal side of me really took off. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. Um, so I wound up doing just over a year because mm-hmm. I kept getting in trouble and I mm-hmm. kept pushing my release date. And, yeah. Um, when I was released, man, I thought I was the hardest 14-year-old that ever walked the oh, streets of yeah, my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of juvie? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought, like, no, I'm invincible. Fuck you yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what that feels like. Um, and I, unfortunately, when I got home, the day I got home, uh, my mom had already uh, engaged into a few months long relationship with this new guy. Okay. The dude even looked like my dad. Oh, so I, I instantly she had a tie. hated him. Yeah. And uh, uh, he was verbally abusive that I had already seen just within mm-hmm. a couple hours. Yeah. Um, I could see that she was cowering and uh, you know what I mean? Just it, and he was kind of like similar to the, your your father, like yeah. big guy. Well, not he not nowhere near as big. But 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 <laughs> it's like, hard to find him that big. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but a seven foot dude this time. Yeah, but, it, no, but he uh, was he was he was a grown man. A for grown sure. man yeah, and absolutely. he was abusive, like exactly absolutely. the same. So it kind of carried on the same characteristics. Absolutely. Like even the bald head and and biker look. Right, 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 right. Just all of it. Yeah. And um, so on like my second or third day, I think it was my third day out, um, my life changed. Yeah. And uh, we were hanging out and um, it was getting late and the guy had passed out on the couch drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom allowed me to smoke cigarettes or pretty much do whatever I want once I got out of juvie, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey, let's go smoke a cigarette. And she shared her last cigarette with me on the porch. Okay. And, uh, shortly thereafter or during, uh, dude woke up and come outside and wanted that fucking cigarette. And okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> she's like, we just smoked it. And he was all fucking pissed. And really? he threw a glass ashtray and knocked her front teeth <gasps> out. Her lip, right in front her, of you. Right in front of me. Oh my god! Dude. And like instantly, I think that's the first time that I ever remember feeling real rage. Like oh fuck yeah! Blinding, can't see straight. Oh yeah! My head was on fire, like fucking oh, rage. Yeah. And uh, like I said, this dude's a pretty good sized dude. I mean, yeah. he wasn't like my dad, but he was a big guy. Big guy, yeah. So I I left. Okay. I just left. I went and got high, and I stayed gone a couple of days. And when I came back home, uh, I had been at the house for a couple of hours, fucking off in the room. Um, and I come back out of my room, and dude was asleep on the couch. Uh-huh. And I went to the kitchen. I got a kitchen knife. Yeah. And I started stabbing him while he was asleep. Yeah. And my mom just walked in to the room as it was going on and she was punching me in the back of the head trying to stop you just scream yeah just screaming and it was like i didn't even feel it i just yeah you were in once, once i started it was like i was doing it to my dad it wasn't even him yeah. anymore that's what i was thinking too like yeah it, it was like everything that my dad had done you know it all it, came it all right back right then yeah and so 
after it was over, you know what I mean? I, I'm covered in blood. My mom's covered in his blood. And yeah. My mom runs off into the bathroom, and she takes a fucking whole bottle of sleeping pills, tries to kill herself. Oh, my God, right then and there. So I had to call 911, uh, yeah. and I was sticking my fingers down my mom's throat, trying to make her puke the pills up, Yeah. Uh, waiting on the cops and the ambulance to get there. Yeah. And uh, when they get there, they thought that she might have done it to him because of her trying to kill herself. Yeah. And I had to speak up and be like, no, I did it, you know? Yeah. Um, I was instantly arrested and uh, charged and was taken to juvenile holding. Oh. Um, and I sat there for like four months. Well, the dude wound up dying In later that night. Yeah. And um, so they come in and they told me I was being charged with murder, uh, which they took me to the county jail. Okay. Uh, and booked me in and put me in an isolated cell because I was 14. Yeah. Wow. Um, so they had you in an adult uh, detention facility. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I was in a cell by myself. Of course. Yeah. Uh, not, not just being charged. I was told I was just being charged. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Uh, so then come to find out before the guy died. Yeah. Uh, when I told my story to the cops and the detectives and all this stuff after yeah. hours of sitting in a, in a fucking room. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Just being questioned. First 48 vibes. Yeah, 100%. Insane, bro. Yeah. And you're, I'm a 14 year old kid. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, oh my God. How, yeah. How can you guys do this? Like I'm a minor. You know, that's all I kept thinking was like, you can't arrest me. Right. And I was right. like, this dude hit my mom, you know? And, yeah. And they finally told me after hours of interrogation that my mom said he never hit her. Oh, my fucking God, dude. Yeah. Really? She lied? Yeah. Um, well, I know now that she was sick, right? Yeah. She was scared. Oh, I bet she was. You know? And if dude would have made it through... She was scared for her own life because of what I just did. Uh, right? So, I see. but that that ruined mine and my mom's relationship for a long time. I can I could um, see that. Anyway, I I everything progresses and I wind up taking a, a 15 year. 15 year. Yeah. Um, and that's 15 flat? Yeah, I was charged as well, I was charged yeah, I was 15 flat. I was charged in an, as an adult and Jesus. Um I was sent to pre- I I hit the prison yard at 16 years old. 16 years yeah. old? I was in the county. Yeah, you were in the county for, yeah. for, for, okay, the, during the court and yeah, all that. Yeah, trial and, and everything. And, and then, and then, and then 16 years old, they send you to an adult prison yard. Yes. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Dude. And then throughout my time there, I'd seen it happen to a couple other kids too. Jesus. Go up there at 16. Wow. Yeah. I cannot fucking imagine. Dude. Yeah, it's insane. Um, How was that? Their first day. It's terrifying. As a sixteen-year-old kid terrifying. going, uh, Jesus, Alabama prisons, gnarly. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah. still had the chain gang back then. Uh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> like who had Luke? Like just yeah, fuck. dude. They they only recently got rid of chain gang in Alabama and Georgia. Oh my Like in God, the last five dude. six years. Like the fucking hundred and twenty degrees summer. Fucking yeah, insane. Like oh, no heat, no air. Oh, my God. Uh, prisons there. Uh, level four prisons like I was on are just big warehouses with oh, bunk yeah. beds, wall to wall. Jesus fucking and, Christ, uh, dude. Yeah, so. I do not want to live in Alabama. <laughs> it's it's so beautiful there, but it's it's not where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very aware of the red uh, politics that go on and the, and the 
and you know they they there's certain crimes that would get you put away for life yeah. there versus here would be like a slap in the wrist in comparison yeah i got i got homies that's doing life in prison for cultivating marijuana D- exactly that, that's what i was yeah. like 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 shit like that that's why i'm like oh hell no yeah it's, it's gnarly <laughs> marijuana still a felony there <laughs> I bet over it is. a certain amount it's still a felony yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> but the bible belt dude yes exactly whatever man yeah. i mean they're crazy conservatives. Very, yeah, dude, and whatever. God bless them and all that, but my God, like it's 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 crazy, man, and um, and definitely, um, I could feel a lot more stigma coming from that environment than, you know, versus here in San Diego, we're pretty, um, I I I we're like a recovery, like yeah, the recovery's insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we're we really our recovery recovery friendly as it gets. Yeah, I I just feel like that. And Jesus, man. And so you, all right. So you, you got sentenced to prison. You're 16 years old. And then, um, yeah, you, you pretty much, I mean, I can only imagine they're just baiting you to get to do oh, absolutely. all the, all the bullshit in there. And I was also like really struggling to sleep yeah, because of the event that happened. Well, fuck. Yeah. I immediately developed like some type of extreme PTSD. Oh yeah. And like, it's like almost every night either I would lay there thinking about it obsessively and couldn't fall asleep or I would fall asleep and I would dream about it vividly and wake up screaming. Like, like I could, like I, even, even after getting released from prison as an adult, you still felt that I did. I, I, I just started taking medication early on in my recovery that has really, really been a game changer. Oh wow! Uh, but like it, it would be so intense sometimes. Like I could still taste his blood in my mouth. Like just oh, insane, Jesus fucking insane. Christ. Yeah, I fucking can imagine, dude. And um, so it's haunting you while you're in prison, and yeah, then you're in this environment absolutely. that like pretty much encourages violence. Like, violence, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Level four. And I was all over the news, all over the TV. So everybody yeah. already knew what they I already did. know who yeah, you were. Absolutely. And Jesus. Uh, so. In in county, I was like thinking to myself, I was like, you know, maybe I can go to prison and not gangbang and just do my time, right? Oh and, yeah, uh, that that didn't happen. <laughs> no. not at all. Um, so <laughs> is it like politicking in there? No, it, it won't. Not no, not like it is here. Not okay. at all. Okay. There's no racial politics because okay. uh, there's predominantly only two races. <laughs> I forgot. I gotcha. Uh, and being Caucasian, you're on the lower end of the scale there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see. Um, I feel it's that. predominantly African American. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I could see that. I can. Maybe a handful of Mexicans in every prison. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So um, immediately, I was approached uh, by my gang on day one. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, they, they spot because you. other other guys that I was in juvenile gangbanging with were already in prison. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So so you just felt like naturally that, that right that was gonna happen. Right, and, and at the same time, you know, again, I just wanted that validation. I just wanted to fit in. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be recognized or be cool or yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, just belong. Yeah, yeah, I that's all here. I really ever wanted was to belong. Because yeah. they make you feel like um, I'm just saying for my personal experience so like they make you feel like you're your your family yeah absolutely and they care about you yeah but but, it's but that in in the gang that i was in 
and again, I'm not gonna name names. Of course, um, it's it was a mixed race gang, which yeah. which really got me into a lot of shit. Yeah, with both races. Of course, in yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, the the politics don't exist there mm-hmm. out loud, right? I see. But the white guys don't like white guys that fuck with black guys, and the black guys don't like white guys mm-hmm. that don't fuck with white guys. Yeah, yeah, it's a complicated little mess. Yeah, it, it's insane, dude. And uh, <laughs> I can see that. So I was like a crash test dummy for sure. Yeah, you know, I was sent to do all the stupid shit. Of that course, was gonna, I was gonna get either beat the fuck up, yeah, or violated by my own set, or yeah. fucking put in lockup for yeah. however long, you yeah. know. Um, and so that went on for quite some time, dude. Yeah. And I was just doing whatever the fuck they say. And then during all this, you know, you're you're trying to fit in in prison per se, and you were also exposed to drugs. Yeah, absolutely. I got high every day. Yeah. Uh, Suboxone and crystal meth. Oh, uh, well. Just fucking flooded. Yeah. In the prison system in Alabama. I see. Um, I didn't see heroin in prison for the first time until mm. like I had been locked up five, six years. Oh, no shit. So you're already yeah. down for a minute. Yeah. And, mm. uh, but yeah, I was getting high every day. I was doing tattoos or drawing stencils oh, for tattoos yeah, for yeah. people. Little hustles. Uh, writing poems to dudes, ladies. Or <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, just well, I didn't, get, they're your I didn't and... get any money from the street. So, mm-hmm. like, my aunt would send me fifty bucks a month, oh. and she would write me a letter every other week. Oh wow! And she was my biggest support system while I was in prison. Wow. Well, if I got nice. anything, I any visits, mail, phone calls, it was from her. It was from her. Wow. Um. She's always been like a mother to me. Oh and, wow! Uh, in, in a way, like that, that might have made, maybe gave you a little hope. Then absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, I I was writing my mom from prison like all the time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I got out and went home, and she had left the house and went to Nebraska on on some tweaker mission, <laughs> uh, and I found like piles of unopened letters oh, from me from shit. prison. Yeah, so it was just, it was heartbreaking, you know, yeah. to write. And I, I, in the 11 and a half years that I served, I probably got three letters from my mom. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Never got a visit. Yeah. You know, my aunt came to visit me probably three times the whole time I was locked up. Because oh. I was always so far out, you know. I mean, I was in state prison, so I was in state, but it was still just a mission, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was either way down south or course, way yeah. up north. Kind of similar to here, but yeah. they, they they would ship you away and make it hard for yeah, your family. Absolutely, family and there speech. there is a prison like an hour away from where I grew up, but of course, <laughs> no, they will send you there. Yeah, <laughs> they they actually try to keep people from Birmingham out of that prison. Oh, yeah, because it's it's local and the oh, drugs, that makes sense and, actually. Yeah, because yeah, then they're like, oh, they're gonna be connected and like, yeah, okay, okay, that kind of and makes sense. and the only real politics that I ever experienced is like where you where you're from. Oh. Right. It's so you ride with your city over your set. Yeah. Yeah. And get that. race don't really matter. We have to intermingle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in there. So. Oh, okay. Okay. But I guess I was about four years in mm-hmm. my term, and uh, I got into a fight uh-huh. uh, over some stupid shit. Somebody trying to run game. Okay. Uh, 
you know, gotcha. I, I borrowed uh, what we call a matchbox of weed, which is like 50 bucks okay. worth of weed. Yeah. And I got it on credit. Store day came, I paid my bill. Uh-huh. Next week when store came, dude come up, was like, you never paid me. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Really? Uh, yeah, so. Uh, Drama. I wind up, yeah, dude, insane. I wind up hitting the dude with a fucking broomstick. <laughs> and uh, so I went to bed that night and uh, I woke up and I had, I got stabbed right here. Holy shit. And uh, I immediately got my arms up here and I got stabbed here. And yeah, here. yeah, yeah. You use that. Too. And uh, that one right there. Oh, was bad. shit. You still got it, the scar. Yeah, it went all the way down to the <gasps> other side. It didn't break the skin on the other side. It was just like poked out. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, so I got stabbed a few times, and I, I had to go to the infirmary, get patched up, you know? Yeah. And uh, I got sent to lock up. Uh-huh. My, I got sent to lock up. Because, <laughs> and you were the guy that got it, stabbed. Yeah, but it all came out. The broomstick incident. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, yeah, it all okay, came okay, out okay. in the shift office, and uh, uh, I got closed out, which means they uh, they put me in lockup until I was reclassified. Wow. Uh, as a level five. Holy shit, there's another level there? Yeah, in Alabama, it goes to level five. Oh, yeah. fuck. So that's like, what is it, what is it like a it's maximum security. Uh, no, it's not the shoe. There's there's three level five prisons in Alabama, one of which is Holman, which is death row. Oh, I see. Um, and then there's West Jefferson, and then there's St. Clair. Wow. I got sent to St. Clair after doing almost a year in wow. solitary. Wow. Which... Made me nuts. Oh right? fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I remember you know the the cinder blocks on the walls in yeah. prison. Yeah. I had ants in my cell, so I was playing. I was fucking <laughs> like just nuts, dude. Yeah. And I each line of the fucking cinder blocks that uh-huh. the ants crossed it. I was like, it's a like a militarized zone. I'm just fucking squishing the ants, dude. <laughs> and they're smart, bro. They'll fucking they'll go, they'll go around the other dodge way. You. And it'll it'll take hours for them to try to come back that way. Oh yeah, yeah so shit. I would sit there and fuck with ants all day, <laughs> sing and talk to myself, yeah. and fucking fight with dudes in other cells just to have something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. The door and <laughs> fill up some void in your life. Yeah, absolutely, bro. At least I didn't go nuts like coloring with shit on the walls. Okay, stuff, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, there the are those guys in there. Oh, dude. for sure. Yeah, they're just. They, they they're just so far gone. Yeah, they gave up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, the first week I was in lockup, I kicked Suboxone. Oh, I didn't realize the withdrawals. If you withdrawals, yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus, I had no clue because in in prison they break a strip up into sixteen pieces. Oh, because they're right? small. And so I had to hustle for everything I got. So I yeah. would do a sixteenth at a time. I uh-huh. might get lucky and do three or four in a day. Okay, right. But it wasn't that much. Uh huh. But I guess I've been doing it for a couple of years. Okay. And you developed the problem. Yeah. When I got put in lockup, dude, I was fine the first couple of nights. But on like day three, like restless legs, restless arms, couldn't sleep, the insomnia. Uh-huh. And it was just gnarly, bro. I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is just like kicking heroin. Fuck. And uh, yeah. But I did that time. Right. And then I I, I was reclassified and sent to St. Clair and. Okay. Once I got to a level five prison where all these dudes are doing life, life without parole, uh-huh. 35 years, 50 yeah. years. Big stints. Big. And, and they are all high high profile cases. Yes. Um, so when you get there and they check your paperwork and see you're not a chomo or anything, uh-huh. I, w- I pretty much rode out, dude. I stopped getting in trouble. 
Really? Yeah, I just was able to do my time. Wow. You know? No shit. Uh, so being in the higher level actually yeah, got you out of the Absolutely. Yeah. So the level fours are full of youngsters that are trying to mm, prove themselves. Trying to be, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. So when I got to level five, it was just like, I <laughs> They already established themselves. Right. They, there's no need to prove anything. And uh, Gotcha. So in Alabama, uh, they have a, probably one of the best good time laws in the, in the country. Okay. Uh, or at least they did then. Okay. I don't, I don't know what it is now, but okay. Um, it, and it depends on the time of sentence and what class felony. Yeah. Uh, but your good time laws differ. Okay. Anyway. Gotcha. Um, so after, after a few years, there, I mean, I, I had a few incidences, bones, tattoo guns. Okay. Drugs, little whatever. little infractions. Yeah. Um, they ran. I was there eleven years. Three months and eighteen days. Okay. And on eleven years, three months and seventeen days, they called me up to the shift office, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Do you have somebody to bring you clothes, or do we need to buy you a bus ticket?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> you were not expecting that. And they're like, "You haven't gotten any trouble in over a year. They gave you a good time back. You're going home tomorrow." Wow. And I was just mind blown. <laughs> instant shit in my pants like what the fuck <laughs> wow that's crazy you know, it's I, not a whole parole I had over board three process. more years to go yeah no parole no yeah. I, I had already went up for parole twice and been denied oh shit <laughs> so uh, you're just like okay you didn't get in trouble so now you can go yeah so there was a huge overcrowding issue oh too. that too that there were uh, uh, like 212 percent over capacity oh fuck like they were the gyms were being shut down and bunk beds put in gyms Jesus. and just all over the place. So, so all that kind of worked in your So favor. the rest of the country, they're taking the bunk beds down and making it single beds. In Alabama, they're trying to make them triple. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, four. Let's throw four beds in there. Yeah. Not literally, but it, it's that crowded. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because of all the stupid, senseless yeah. uh, laws. That yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're keeping the guys in there for... Long yeah, stupid time. shit, dude. Yeah, they should yeah. have been out in no time on a program or something, mm. right? But also, also during that time at the level five at St. Clair, they had this program called Therapeutic Community, uh-huh. uh, and it's a behavior modification. Oh, program. I've heard it's of that. eighteen months long. Oh shit! And uh, I did it, and I graduated, and that's oh. what, that's what got me my my good time. Oh, okay. So that, that makes sense. So you 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 know kind of proved yourself. Yeah, I I just wanted. Uh, I was just hoping to maybe get class back down <laughs> and, and eventually maybe go to, you know, like, a, or when I got out. Like a I minimum wanted, security prison. Right. I wanted to go to work release or something, but I was restricted. I was never going to go to work release. Oh, uh, um, I see. But I could at least go back down to like a couple prisons they have or like level three and four yeah. mixed. So half of the people go out to work and the other uh, half are stuck there. Gotcha. But they have a lot more programs uh, that get you, like GED programs yeah, and stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. which none of the prisons I went to had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could up. take the GED test there, but they don't have classes to teach you shit, and you have yeah. to pay for it out of pocket. Yeah. So that was not, out of the question for that. me. Yeah. Um, Man, so they, so you got, like, the best news of your your life. Yeah, you're going home. And unexpectedly. Right. And uh, I called my aunt, and I was like, I'm getting out tomorrow. Uh, do I need to take a bus or can you come get me? Uh-huh. Of course she come and got me, Fuck you yeah. know? And, uh, I remember being so nervous, bro. Uh, just waiting that morning 
uh, dressed out in what they release you in, and khakis, state boots, and a yeah. fucking beige polo shirt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I left, got in the car, got going down the road, first gas station that I seen, I was like, stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I went in, I got a 20-ounce Budweiser. <laughs> and, Celebrate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, I was also in the car trying to navigate how to work a touchscreen phone. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So I wouldn't know that. They had Razor phones when I got locked up. The Razor. Oh, okay. Razors, yeah. I had one of those. The flip phone. Yeah, yeah that, That's what everybody was getting when I got locked up. Oh, okay. And when I got out in 2016, the, the iPhone, the, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit had already really took off. And so my aunt had this little... Uh, it wasn't an iPhone or a Galaxy for sure, but just a little cheap, <laughs> yeah. you know, touchscreen phone and trying to play with it. And yeah, stuff out, You're like, you know, wow, wow. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I mean, of course, in prison they had a lot of phones too, but not touchscreens. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, and then we stopped at McDonald's, and I was just so I went inside to McDonald's, and um, it was early morning, yeah. so there was breakfast. Several people in there. Yeah. Okay. And just being in there and being around people, I got so nervous that I vomited. <gasps> no in the way. garbage can. Yeah, at McDonald's in front of everybody. I couldn't make it to the bathroom. <laughs> I just fucked it in the garbage can. Welcome back to society. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so it was a long ride back home. And uh, of course, you know, my little brother and a couple his his girlfriend at the time with his kid with yeah. her kid. Um, I'm meeting the kid for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got old friends uh-huh. that my mo- my mom and my aunt have told that I'm home, and mm-hmm. they're all showing up in the yard, and we're out in the front yard, of course, smoking a blunt. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, after about ten minutes of being out there, I was just like, "It's good to see all you guys, but I, I need you guys to go." I, wow. I, I just can't. There's too it was much. Too overwhelming. There's too much going on. You know what I mean? It was uh-huh. just too much. Um. Oh yeah. And. uh my drinking just really, really took off. Oh, shit, um, dude. I st- that's how I coped. Yeah. You know, with the PTSD that I was still dealing with, along with all the incidents that happened in prison that I'm yeah, not yeah. even really going to go into detail about. Of course. Uh, you know, just a lot of fucking trauma. Yeah, and PTSD all of it just and, came right back. Yeah, so I was drinking on a regular basis to, uh-huh. to cope and to cope with the fact that I felt extremely left behind yeah you know i got locked up at 14 i got yeah. out when i was you didn't really get to be a teenager really yeah. you didn't get that and that. i was locked up a year before that in juvenile yeah so yeah, I, you were, I was you only were out for like three, three weeks days. yeah, three yeah. Weeks. yeah all in all i was only out for like three weeks or so probably less i think it was less Jesus but Christ. like there was no time in between and yeah. um, almost like you just kind of got robbed of a childhood absolutely I did from just just being in the system and then learning what it means to be a man in prison is not where you want to learn how to be a man. Oh, fuck though. Right. Yeah. So, um, I carried all that with me too. I, every little thing I felt so disrespected and, mm. um, my temper was just off oh, the yeah. charts. And uh, yeah, so I was just drinking a lot, dude. And I'm not a nice drunk. Mm. I'm really yeah I don't, I don't think I'm you would be uh, getting out of prison yeah and, and uh, feeling all that I guess it was a week that I had been out well day one I did GHB uh, that night yeah uh, 
and that was my first time ever doing it. But yeah, um, I didn't really care for it too much. And then, uh, like a weekend, uh, one of the guys that I was in prison with that was now out, uh, and was friends with my brother, um, and I was living with my little brother at the time. He gave me a job. Yeah, uh, doing tree work, you know, and. Uh, this guy that we worked with that was in prison with me for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, hey, dude, my neighbor sells crystal if you still fuck with it. Oh, shit. And so I was like, really? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, dude. So, I, of course, I, I went straight over there and introduced <laughs> myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was amazed at the amount of dope you can get for $20 on the street. <laughs> street <laughs> prices. Yeah, yeah, I was like, woo. I get all this too. I <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I made the huge mistake of going directly back over across the street and going to the bathroom and doing it all <laughs> at one time. All the crystal? one shot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy, that must have gave you a little trip. <laughs> oh man, they kicked me out. <laughs> this guy's a weirdo. They get took me out. back to my mom's house, dude. I was digging in the carpet. Couldn't, couldn't fucking stop, bro. Uh, and they took me to my mom's house, and she's like, oh, my God, come in. And she's like, what did you do? I was like, I took some Adderall. I'm fine. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm fucking tearing the carpet up off the seams on the Fuck corners yes. and shit. Fuck just yes. fucking Fuck yeah. spun out, bro. It's a little, it's, it needs a little work on. I mean, let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... But Crystal really was like a secondary. I loved it, but it was like a secondary because it fucking did me dirty, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't a good tweaker. (laughs) I I really didn't want to get back on heroin. I really, really didn't. So Crystal Meth become my weekend deal. Okay, sure. And I would drink. Okay. Seven days a week. So you drink every day and then meth was kind of a little extra like on the... Uh, on the side yeah but with the two between the two of them i quickly burned all my bridges i yeah i can see that and even before that really um i was out of prison i guess i'd say a couple of weeks and i was arrested for shoplifting hamburger meat from walmart <laughs> yeah. Was it was it completely like one of those like unnecessary like just yeah absolutely <laughs> Just like, uh, oh, the theft? No, I need, I needed. Oh, food. you needed it. Okay, I needed food. That was okay, but it was only like one of those little one-pound logs, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, know I stole that, and I think it was some, uh, some earrings mm-hmm. and uh, some a pack of big lighters. Right, <laughs> it's like six <laughs> nice. bucks worth of shit, bro. That, that's like the common stuff I would steal. <laughs> they took me to fucking jail. Really? To, to Adamsville City Jail, dude, and uh, misdemeanor shoplifting. Oh god, damn! Was, it was a hundred dollar cash bond. Uh huh. No one would come and get me. Oh god! I sat in jail for a little over a week waiting to go to court. Yeah, and, and after like, being in prison that long, coming to a city jail where you're stuck in a cell. Oh god! With yeah. No TV, with no cellmates. Oh yeah. With, there was like two other people in the whole jail. Right, oh, and it's just a little bitty rinky-dink jail. Oh, uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It has three cells for the men, two for the women, way on the other side. Uh-huh. And they feed you little fucking 99-cent banquet meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, So you're fuck. fucking starving. Yeah. And uh, it just sucked, bro. It sucked. Jesus. And uh, I got out, and um, 
I was at the, this was before I had moved in with my brother and yeah. um I walked up to the fucking I had my own phone now. So uh-huh. he gave me a friend of mine gave me a phone. I still wasn't really savvy on how to use it or what Wi Fi was uh-huh. or you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't have minutes or a plan yeah, or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that on the phone. I just had a phone. Just yeah. Um and I would connect to Wi Fi at whatever house I was at. Mm-hmm. And I was at this public library and I was trying to figure out how to connect to their free Wi Fi mm-hmm. from outside. It was mm-hmm. on a Sunday. So the, the library was closed. Yeah. And uh, I finally got it to connect and I called my mom and I called my brother and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. Mm-hmm. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to burn this fucking library down and wait on the cops to get here and take me to jail. No shit, dude. I was like, I can't, I can't do this, and I'm not going back to no fucking city jail. I need to go back to prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need That's to go back to prison. That's all I could think. Uh, like every day for the first two months of being out, was yeah. I need to go back. I, like out here, all my friends, everybody that I associated with, was either one already dead, mm-hmm. two they were in prison now, yeah. or three they grew the fuck up and moved on. With the move out, yeah. right? So they had wives, families, careers, kids, cars, jobs. All this shit that I thought was so out of reach for me. Yeah. Um, so you just got out and you just felt alone. I just felt so alone, dude. And yeah. uh, in prison, I had developed a reputation. Mm-hmm. I had friends. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucked with me. Mm-hmm. You know, if I needed cigarettes or food or I could get it. Yeah. Out here, I just stole hamburger meat and went to jail. Yeah. You know? So all I want, I just wanted to go back, mm-hmm. you know, where where I was somebody, where I felt yeah, like I was somebody. Felt, yeah, yeah, you felt you and, felt like you belonged there. Yeah, and uh, so of course I didn't burn the place down. Uh, I listened. Okay, good. I listened to my brother. He's the only one that talked me out of it. Talked, you yeah. know? And he was like, "You can come and stay here. Uh, I'll give you a job. Just give this a real shot," you know, yeah. and. Uh, I burned that bridge later on because of my drinking. And, okay. Um, so I met this chick on Facebook. Okay. And um, she was talking to me about going to celebrate recovery. Or, oh, oh, you know, so okay. she was talking about recovery, and I was really trying to stop oh, drinking okay. or drugging. Um, okay, gotcha. I wanted to try to stop. Mm-hmm. I should say that. I wasn't really trying to stop, but mm. I thought I might want to stop. So there was a desire. <laughs> there was a des- there was a desire, a small one. Yeah. Um, but initially, really, I was like, I could just say that I'm not doing it and hook up with this chick that's in recovery, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But come to find out, she was kind of doing the same thing. Oh, we got. You. She was actually still using too. Yeah. Uh, I see. And, you know, so we were just kind of both lying to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, we are both playing the, the part. And yeah. then to find out, oh, we're actually... Uh, so we meet, we hang out uh, twice, mm-hmm. and I'm convinced I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And I, I'm my brother's like, no way, this chicken, because I'm like trying to find somewhere for us to live together. <laughs> <laughs> you made plans? Yeah, dude. Well, the second time we hung out, uh, her folks kicked her out because she stole the truck. <laughs> Oh yeah, God. just yes. just immediate toxic, <laughs> and I loved and you, it. Oh fuck yeah! I fucking loved it. Don't dude. worry, babe, I got you. Yeah, ah. yeah, <laughs> absolutely, bro. I fucking loved it. And uh, 
So, Those red flags. So my aunt opened up her doors to me and her. Yeah. And we went and moved in with my aunt. Wow. And, and uh, slept on a couch in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, uh, it was just perfect. It was perfect. Yes. Um, and then my aunt was letting us borrow the car and fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like every day. Because my, God... I love my aunt with all my heart, and I, I couldn't have made it through life without her, but she is such an enabler. Of course. You know, because she just wants to see the good in people. She mm. refuses. To, she refused to see the addict that I was. Mm. She refused. Mm. And um, I allowed that to keep me sick for a really long time. Of course. You know? your, your addiction wants to right. exploit that. So I can make up any story, the wildest, most unbelievable story in the world. It shows up. Right now. And I could call my aunt and say, I need a hundred bucks <laughs> or this dude is going to fucking blow my head off Yeah, because I stole his dog Yeah, and took it to a dog show. So just the wildest, most imaginable yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And she would fucking send me the hundred bucks. Wow. <laughs> Still to this day. Oh yeah. Um, so she's a very had, kind person. So kind. Yeah. Kind. One of the kindest people I've ever met mm -hmm. my whole life. Um, and so she opened her doors to us, and we extremely took advantage of her yeah. and her kindness and her love yeah, um, and her money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't have to steal from her. All I had to do was ask. Yeah. And she'd give it. Yeah. And uh, so we probably made it a year mm -hmm. before we started doing heroin. It was just crystal meth every okay. fucking day. And again... I am not good at tweaking. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Not a pleasant. Not no. pleasant. Um, so I just got tired of feeling like I was crazy. Yeah. You know? Uh, and just the, all the sneaking and fucking lying and, and manipulating and yeah. hiding and just drove me crazy. Yeah. You know? Uh, but immediately, one of these days we were talking about quitting and we were looking for some marijuana. Mm -hmm. Pulled up at a gas station in the ghetto. Yeah. Guy pulled up. What you looking for? Mm -hmm. Like an eighth. Yeah. Some good bud. Yeah. And he was like, I got that boy. What? It's heroin. Oh, that's, that's like, and gotcha. I, I went and got in his car without a fucking thought. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no boundaries or nothing. Probably three years since I had touched an opiate. Wow. And I just went and got in the car. Yeah. Bought a sack. Yeah. Like you almost you were waiting for it almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really wasn't even in the forefront of my mind. But when he said it. And then. There was no thought whatsoever. Yeah. I just went and got just it. rolled. Yeah. And she was an ex-heroin addict too. So, ah, I see. So immediately that took. You guys off, can bond. Took all the way the fuck off, dude. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, it, it got to that point, you know, we're living in rooms yeah. she's selling herself yeah i'm allowing it yeah yeah um and there was other girls there that were selling themselves and yeah. i just fucking sat in a hotel and got high all day yeah you know and you felt like it was the life like, yeah was, dude i thought life. i was the fucking king yeah you know of course pimp daddy bama you know what <laughs> but that what they call you <laughs> no not hardly bro. <laughs> but uh, your mind <laughs> yeah yes. gotcha Oh God! So you're you're you know you're living in these hotels and you're living the the full on heroin junkie. Yeah, the junkie lifestyle. dream, bro. Yes. Um, no car. Yeah, of 
Quote. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it uh, it you know this disease is uh, progressive, yeah, and fatal. Of course, it and is. Uh, so of course it progressed to where um, being a junkie of that magnitude, I, I guess it, it gets hard to sell yourself at the rate that you need to to yeah, make to su- enough sustain. money to sustain it. Yeah. Right, and that happened. Okay, and so we went from hotel living to abandoned houses mm. to tents. Yeah. To couch surfing to tents to yeah. couch surfing to tents yeah. to wherever we could get, wherever we could go, however yeah. we could do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, along the the path of those three years that me and her were together, there were several overdoses. Yeah. Uh, her and me. Yeah. But m- predominantly her. She was just one of those. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. I know a couple of those. Yeah. They would just go out, you know, every fucking time. Yeah. It's like, dude. Jesus. But and it, how how would you uh, bring her back? Uh, you know the crazy thing is, is I don't ever recall us having Narcan ever. Oh yeah, I can I could see that. Uh, so just smacking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the good old fashioned cold showers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Yeah, just all all the old methods. Yeah, it it just gets really fucking gnarly, bro. Yeah, and it did, and uh, so. Fast forward yeah. to the end of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and how old were you when this was all? Like, like this was 2019. 19, okay. Yeah, so I had been out for a few years. A few years. Um, and yeah, four and this years, re- almost four years. And this relationship was obviously... From, from about a couple of months after I got out of prison, me and her were together up yeah. until 2019. Yeah, and then um, she passed. And then now it's all coming to an end, you know, with the lifestyle. Well, um, it was abrupt. It mm. wasn't desired. You know, we had the pipe dreams of coming to California and oh, no and going to uh, couples treatment. Yeah. Uh, because we were looking into that. Yeah. Uh, you know, couples treatment facilities where you don't have to be married. And uh, okay, gotcha. but it's a pipe dream because we didn't. Neither one of us had insurance. Neither one of us had jobs. Neither yeah. one of us had money. Yeah. You know. Um, but, uh, November of 2019, I, uh, I hit a lick. I stole some shit. Okay. And, uh, I got a safe and it has some money in it. Okay. So I went, you know, paid off my debt to my dope dealer. Okay. Bought a gram. Okay. And, uh, I did my shot first. Yeah. I was fine. She did her shot. She went out. Yeah. I tried to get her back, and oh. I couldn't. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I, I, get, I just waited too long to call the paramedics. Yeah. And she died in my arms. Oh, my God. And uh, that, that, that changed my life. Yeah. Again, another huge yeah. turning point in my life. So over the the period of the next few weeks, dude, mm-hmm. um, I was just sh- grief strucken. Oh fuck you yeah! Know? Like I had never experienced emotional pain like that. Oh yeah. Um, our relationship was so toxic and so bad most of the time. Yeah. But I loved that girl. Oh yeah. Uh, 
more than I had ever loved any other human being. It's it's interesting that 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 junkie bond you yeah. have with a significant other. It's so yeah. deep. Yeah. As dysfunctional as y- you know, you probably know you're aware that it's not going to really you know probably work out, but you're just so invested and your your heart is all in and yeah. I could fucking see that being fucking just being so traumatic and terrible, man, to yeah. to 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 witness that and and the the feeling after, man, it must have been fucking terrible, dude. It was terrible. I was I was fucking cooking up shots and squirting them in the floor. Yeah, I was terrified to fucking get high. Yeah, but I couldn't stop. Couldn't, yeah. So I mean, I was spending so much money because I was wasting so much of it just because I was scared of it. Yeah. I was literally cooking shots, pulling it up, sticking it in my arm, registering, pulling it out, squirting it in the floor, yeah. cooking up another one, yeah. doing the shot, you know? Yeah. And it was just bad until I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to fucking die. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking die. Mm-hmm. So I'm like buying four, five, six bags, and I'm doing them. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm at this trap house with a bunch of other friends that all get loaded too. Yeah. And so every fucking time I go out, they're either Narcan me or they're fucking calling the paramedics. Wow. And uh, end of November 2019, right around Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, I woke up en route to the to the hospital okay. in the same ambulance. Yeah. Four times in three days. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. And every time, sign out AMA, have the dope dealer pick me up. Yeah. Get high, yeah, immediately because they narcan the shit out of me, yeah, 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 and go back to it, dude. And I was just like, you know, after the last one, uh, I left the house, uh-huh. I went off the side of the road into the woods, yeah, I did my shot trying to kill myself, and mm-hmm. I don't remember, but I guess I didn't go out immediately, okay, because I had walked back up towards the road and I almost made it to the road in the house. Where we were chilling mm-hmm. is like directly across the street, and I guess I made it to the road, and a car driving by stopped and called the paramedics because my legs were sticking out into the middle of the road. Oh Jesus! From the bushes, and um, the paramedic uh, told me he hit me uh, with intravenous Narcan six times. Wow, Jesus Christ! And, you know, dude. he was like, after four, we don't have to keep going. Oh my fucking God! Dude. We can pronounce you dead. At that point, if you don't come back before, oh, there's really like a state mandate yeah. uh, because there's so many overdoses going on yeah, at this time. You can only use so many. That on they so can many only people. use so many on one person because they need it for the next fucking ten calls yeah. because they're yeah. all going to be ODs. Jesus Christ! So you um, passed that. And he limit. was like, I don't know why I, d- I just <laughs> I kept hitting you. <laughs> you got a defiant paramedic saving your life. Yeah, dude. And uh, I was like, you know what? I need fucking help. Yeah, I need help. More than just with this drug problem, I don't know how to live my life. Yeah. You know, I think that in that moment, that's when I did step one here in my head. Mm. You know, I admitted I was an addict and my entire fucking life was unmanageable. Yeah. You know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially unmanageable. Yeah. You know, Um, but I didn't know where to turn for help. 
I had yeah. tried in the period of three years, me and her were together. We had tried going to AA meetings out there in, oh, in Alabama. Oh, God, I can imagine. Dude, it's like 85-year-old white <laughs> men that, that I'm never going to hear myself in them. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I just couldn't relay. And yeah. all they would tell me is just don't drink. Yeah. Just don't oh, drink. Oh. And I'm like, motherfucker, I want to shoot heroin in my neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just couldn't identify with these people. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't either. <laughs> and, you know, I tried, but there was so little NA meetings that mm-hmm. I never had been to an NA meeting until I come out here. Oh, never. shit. Yeah. And um, so I didn't know where to turn for help. Yeah. Um, but... Remember in the beginning, I told you she said that she was involved with Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. That's because her mom, uh, just being the mother of an addict, yeah. was involved with Celebrate Recovery oh. in their church. So, okay, gotcha. I, and I had been there a few times to the meetings or okay. whatever. So I reached out to her mom, which I thought was going to be a huge mistake. I thought there's no way this woman's ever going to yeah, help. Yeah, she would me. hate you. Yeah, I, th- I I was convinced that her whole family was going to hate me, and half of them do. I could see it. You know, um, but. Her mom and I are still extremely close to this day. Wow. Um, and I told her, like, hey, I need help. Um, and it just so happened right before then, uh, I ca- I went in. I was actually working for this tree service, mm-hmm. you know, when I could get to work. Mm-hmm. And I went in, and uh, shortly after um, my girlfriend had passed, you mm-hmm. know, uh, work knew I was going through a tough time, so that was really cutting me a lot of slack. But I come in this particular morning, uh, and it was raining, so we wasn't working. I was just there to pick up my paycheck. Yeah. And she was like, I need you to drug test. And I was like, I can't. Okay. I was like, I'm going to fail. Yeah. She's like, what for? I was like, probably everything. <laughs> yeah. I'll save you a test. Yeah. And uh, she was like, so here's the deal. Um, you're officially fired. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So you need to go get on methadone or suboxone, mm-hmm. and then we'll take you back. But you need to go get help. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, can I chill here until checks get here? Uh, the car that I had borrowed to drive up there was like sitting dead ass on empty. I couldn't have left if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I need to sit here until the checks come in because I have no gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, sure. And I was like, you know what? Can I use the computer to try to, mm-hmm. you know, find some help? Sure. She said, sure. So first thing I Googled, dude, free rehabs in California. <laughs> Salvation okay. Army San Diego is the Ooh. first pop-up. Ooh. Um, I call. You I talk them? to the intake coordinator. Yeah. Um, she sends me over the intake form. Yeah. Uh, the pre-intake form, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fill it out, email it back. And she tells me, we typically don't take people from out of state because the homeless rate is so high here. Yeah. And our success rate is really high for those that graduate, but our graduation rate is, is really, low. really low. It is. So it's, a, it's a hard program. She was like, if you don't graduate and you have nobody here to fall back on, yeah. we don't want to contribute to the homelessness problem. <laughs> and Jesus. I was like, I got family in San Francisco. <laughs> You made up some lie. I did. I did. Fuck yeah. Um, and she was like, I was like, so do you have a bed for me or no? Yeah. And she was like, you know, I can't, I can't tell you that. All I can tell you is get here and we'll talk. Wow. So uh, my girlfriend's mom bought my plane ticket here. Holy shit. Um, when I reached out and asked for help, I wow. had already found this place. And 
uh, I guess it was about a week after I found the place that I flew out here. Mm-hmm. And I was still so far gone that yeah. I had no clue where in California San Diego was. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even care. We're a hidden little gem here. It wasn't until the day before that I flew here that I looked it up and was like, holy shit. Yeah, we're almost in I Mexico. I fucking lucked out, dude. <laughs> this is dope, you know? Um, I'm like, I'm right by L.A. You know, yeah. That's the only thing I really knew is L.A., San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big ones. Yeah. Uh, Humboldt. Oh, hum- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all for, I really for sure. That's all I really knew about California. <laughs> and um, we're a low key city. Yeah, uh, low key the bomb though, bro. Yes, yes. for sure. Um, so I I come out here and I go to the Salvation Army. Um, I flew out on a Friday. Oh, okay. So I got here on Friday night. So I had Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday, Sunday night, intake Monday morning. Oh, okay. You got a whole. So I tried to crash out in the fucking airport the whole weekend. Didn't, didn't happen, right? <laughs> I made it Friday night and halfway through Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, they they caught on around ten thirty Saturday night. Uh, Harbor PD. Oh Jesus! Come up and ask me for my my ID. Yeah, like why are you hanging out in the airport? <laughs> you know, do you have an outgoing flight? And I even showed them the intake thing. I was like, look, uh, I'm from Alabama. I flew here to go to rehab. Yeah, um, I'm really just trying to chill here until. Monday morning, I'll be gone. Yeah. You know, and I'm kicking too, by the way. So oh, I'm great. fucking yes. miserable. Yeah. In this airport, dog. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fucking miserable. <laughs> uh, just fucking puking and. <laughs> so you kind of were drawing and, attention, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, man, go hang out downtown. Ah. You can't stay here. <laughs> And I'm like, fucking great, bro. My phone was dead. I had no clue how to get to the Salvation Army from the airport. Yeah. No money to get it on the yeah. bus or nothing, you know, uh, for food or anything. Yeah. And so I walked down to uh, the trolley station uh-huh. close to the airport. Um, okay. And it was like the main hub trolley station right there, Santa Fe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Station, yeah, right. Santa Fe, yeah. And uh, I slept behind some bushes right there. <laughs> That night, um, <laughs> and there was these fucking rats, bro. They were uh, all climbing in the bushes and shit. And I had this jar of peanuts. I was fucking throwing rat, throwing peanuts, so they try to stay in one area. Yeah, keep yeah, them away from me. Get away from you. Um, oh God. And then yeah, I got directions from some uh, homeless dude. Um, that gave me directions to the Salvation Army. He's like, "Shit, you're on the same street. Just walk straight up the fucking road to oh. see it." Oh, this is the old one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's downtown. Yeah, and. Um, so I, I got there, um, and so Sunday night I slept at the doorstep. Of oh, Salvation Jesus Christ! Monday morning they fucking brought me breakfast. I couldn't eat it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I course. did the intake, um, and I got in, and I I did wow. really good. And then COVID happened. Oh yeah, right yeah. around my ninety days. Oh yeah, that uh, COVID happened. Yeah, and uh, they locked us down. Jesus Christ. Um, and it's already a pretty much lockdown program. So I was, Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I was going stir-crazy nuts, bro. And I got Fuck. that first stimulus check, tax return, Ooh. all that at the same While time. While you're in treatment. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> On lockdown. Yeah. Two weeks away from graduating. Oh, no. Uh, my roommates and I are up telling war stories, and uh, they all went to sleep. Yeah. I laid there staring at the ceiling like, fuck, I got two grand. Oh, man. And I got dressed and I left in the middle of the night. 
so I didn't have to face the, anybody. The classic, the yeah. classic junkie exit I didn't, I didn't the want door. to face anybody. I didn't want to be like, I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be talked out of it. I, I actually did that myself. Um, clean and sober. Stays yeah. clean and sober, but I, I did the same thing. And uh, I went down to 12th and Imperial. I found some dope. I got loaded. I spent yeah. two days out there. <laughs> uh, and then I bought a Greyhound ticket back home to Alabama. Oh, no and shit. I rode the bus home. Fucking suck. Miserable. Yeah. I can imagine. Uh, but then I got home. And I told myself, even though I got loaded for a few days here, I told myself, you know, everybody at home needs to know that I graduated. Oh, Number one. God, yeah. Number two, I'm not going to use any drugs mm-hmm. when I get home. I'll smoke yeah. weed, but that's it. I see. That didn't happen. <laughs> um, I got home and was immediately strung out on heroin. Okay. Uh, fentanyl, too, at this time. Fentanyl. fentanyl was really, really taken off, right? It, it, so it is predominant in Birmingham? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure now, yeah. Oh, no shit. But at this time, yeah, it was just really getting big. Yeah. You know, you could still predominantly find heroin, but it, a lot of it was get, being mixed with fentanyl. Uh, I see. But then yeah. when I come back... Everybody's got straight fentanyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They don't want that. Um, I started doing straight fentanyl, and uh, I was doing meth every day, too. Oh, um, man. So for four months, almost, uh, I stayed running the streets, getting high every day. and um, Dude, I was covered in abscesses. Wow. I got scars all down the backs of my legs. Yeah. Um, on my arms here. Yeah. Just fucking covered in abs. I had like 12 of them at one time. Oh, man. And uh, I was like, fuck, dude, I can't do this anymore. Uh-huh. I can't do this. Uh, and I, I I reached back out to my girlfriend's mom again. Oh, Jesus. And my mom this time because she uh, got all that ADD money. Oh, okay. And uh, so they bought me another plane ticket back out here. Wow. I was so sick. The day that my flight was supposed to leave, uh-huh. um, I missed my first flight. Ah. Um, <laughs> my aunt took me to the airport and refused to leave me there. I was fucking begging her to take me to get high. Yeah. You know, and I had never done that with her before, but I was just sick. Yeah. And I was like, desperate. I'm going to rehab right now. You can't let me fucking leave here without fucking heroin. <laughs> like, I have to get high right now. You don't understand. Yeah. Like. I was begging, and she refused. Wow. And uh, she was like, I can't. I can't take you to do that. Wow. And uh, I was like, then just fucking leave me here, please. Just leave me here. Yeah. So she eventually did uh, about 30 minutes before my flight was supposed to take off. So I was calling every fucking dealer I got mm-hmm. as soon as she left. Yeah. And uh, one of them was like, I'm on my way. But, but they, they fucking... Dude, they just lollygagged, bro. Uh, and like five minutes before what? my flight was supposed to leave, I go walking in the main door like, I'm supposed to be on this flight. And she's like, uh, you missed that flight. Oh. <laughs> you know, it takes at least 15, 20 minutes to get through TSA or whatever. It's yeah. called, you know, the airport security. Yeah. That flight's gone. You yeah. Missed that flight. Yeah. But thankfully, it was during COVID. So I went to the front desk and she booked. She was like, let's see if there's there were seats available on a flight. that was like two hours later. Yeah. Um. So I was like, cool, I'll take it. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, now I got time. I got a taxi. Mm-hmm. Went to the fucking hood. Got dope. <laughs> oh, my God. Went back to the airport. <laughs> um, and so I flew here with heroin hidden. Yes. 
Okay. You can <laughs> leave that up to the imagination. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so I got out here, and then, of course, I did what I had. I bought another gram out here. Okay. And that's the first time I realized that the drugs here suck. Ah, oh, no. Uh, yeah, so... Um, but I, I wound up, I did all that. Yeah. And then I went to the Salvation Army. So initially my thinking was, uh-huh. is I'm going to come out here and I'm going to find a detox to go to because now I got Medi-Cal from the first time I was in Salvation Army. They hooked me up with Medi-Cal, food oh, yeah. stamps, all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I, I can go and find a detox this yeah, time. I, I don't Medi-Cal. have to kick cold turkey. Yeah. No detoxes would do an intakes. Oh. They call it, and the ones that were were full. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're the hard intake to get. coordinator at Salvation Army and the program director tried. They really fucking tried. Yeah, couldn't find nowhere. Yeah, and they come out and they was like, "David, we got bad news. You, you're gonna have to either cold turkey it, or you have a choice to make here." You know. Uh huh. And I was fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I. I prayed to a power greater than myself that I didn't even know what it was at that point in time. And I was just like, don't let me move from this fucking spot mm-hmm. until, because you have to pee clean to get into the Salvation Army. Oh uh, yeah. You yeah, can be dirty for marijuana, but everything else has to be out of your system. Oh shit. And predominantly they won't take you if you're going to kick. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're not a detox facility and they mm. can lose their license if something happened to you or whatever. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so, but they knew me, so they did me a huge favor. Uh-huh. Uh, but I slept outside for fucking five days, dude. Oof. Did not move from the front door. Wow. Dude. Uh, and you know, all the guys were bringing me stuff out and That's trying really, to help. That's and, cool. But I would, I couldn't hold down water. I was shitting on myself. <laughs> I was peeing on myself. Uh, oh I have never been that sick in my whole life. Can That's imagine. the worst kick that I ever experienced. Yeah. Um, uh, all thanks to so Alabama. When, yeah, Alabama dude. fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, dude. And when they let me, when I finally got in. Yeah. Um, so what they were doing was like they had a quarantine room set up where yeah. you have to go to and then you have to go be tested for COVID. When it comes back negative, you okay. can do work therapy. Yeah. They let me sit in that room for a week before they even sent me to get tested. Wow. Yeah, they they really saved my life, dude. Wow. And I was able to lay in that room, which had a bathroom in it, because it was one of the kitchen rooms, uh-huh. and I literally would just lay in the floor of yeah. a fuck of a fucking <laughs> free rehab shower. <laughs> so so fucking gross, bro. Yeah. Just laid in the fucking floor of that shower. <laughs> That's the only relief I got was that hot shower. Yeah. And. uh fucking graduated that program dude wow second time was a charm yeah i fucking graduated and i stayed clean like nine months ten months Uh uh-huh uh in all and then um i used crystal one or two times okay um and then stay clean three months use crystal one time stay Uh, clean four months use crystal so it's a cycle going on now yeah and then um just over 14 months ago, uh, the girl that I was dating at that time, mm-hmm. uh, I caught cheating on me right before Christmas. Oh, great, yes. And uh, I left, and I went to a hotel uh, out in El Cajon, mm-hmm. and uh, I did fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And uh, just one time. Just I did crystal and fentanyl. Okay. And 
I don't know, dude. I was just at my lowest of lows within myself. You know, yeah. I haven't. I had a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I I had some form of stability. So um, everything on the surface was going great. Some somewhat, yeah, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. But like inside, you were just fucking yeah, dying. I was just dying, dude. I just fucking hated life. I hated myself. I hated everyone yeah. around me. Uh, I wasn't. I was. You know. I just wasn't coping with life very well. Yeah. And um, a guy that worked at the Salvation Army when I was there reached out to me randomly. Yeah. And was like, hey, dude, you should come to this fucking meeting at God's Garage. Mm. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I fucking, I was almost broke. And mm-hmm. we were out for Christmas, New Year's yeah. at my job. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that I was about to be laid off. But um, I was broke. Mm-hmm. And so I took an Uber uh, as close as I could get, which wasn't very far. Yeah. And then I fucking walked all wow. the way to God's garage from, like, uh, where the roller coaster is. Uh, oh, mission. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, that's, I, that's a middle mission. That's a yeah, few, like, I three or four miles. I walked from there. Yeah. Um, and I had a suitcase, a sleeping bag. Yeah. Uh, and big jar of marijuana <laughs> and, and that's all i had i had been i had actually been smoking weed for four or five months at that point yeah and um i went to that fucking meeting dude and yeah. i heard my my sponsor was leading that meeting that night and i oh. heard i heard a clear and concise message of hope mm. and uh they called on me to share and i was like i got loaded today i can't share i shared mm-hmm. at a burning desire uh-huh um, I went up directly after the meeting and I asked that dude to be my fucking temporary sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's still my sponsor yeah, today. Full on. Took, he, got, um, he won the job. Yeah. Nick was there and I have I had known him Ooh. for a couple of years. Uh, Nick Darren from STC. Yes. Yeah, that's my and, previous uh, guest. Yeah. He, um, I talked to him about, you know, maybe getting in there. Yeah. And his sober living and uh, that dude saved my fucking life, man. He, Fuck uh, yeah. He let me come in and crash, and I couldn't even pay mm-hmm. for, you know, almost a month. I didn't pay him shit. Yeah. Um, so just you were just crashing in a sober living like yeah, a couch. Yeah, he just let me in, dude. And, wow. Uh, well, one night, two nights on the couch, and then I got a bed. Nice. Um, and uh, right down the road from the Serenity shop. And oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. laid off from work, so I was going to fucking... <laughs> meeting after meeting after meeting yeah. after meeting after meeting. Yeah. And uh, I wound up doing like 160 something meetings in 90 days. Wow. Um, so called, this is probably when I met you then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I was calling my sponsor every fucking day for 30 days. I was working the steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, life really started to turn and I was saying these fucking affirmations in the mirror that I didn't believe. You <laughs> yeah. Know? And uh, yeah. I was writing gratitude lists of shit that hadn't happened yet yeah. that I was just claiming was going to happen, you know, and something fucking changed in me. And for the first time in my life, I felt worthy of recovery. Nice. And I felt worthy to have a life better than what I thought that I was always destined to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I made a choice, right, that... I'm going to stay clean no matter fucking what. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. And, um, dude, just the fucking freedom mm-hmm. that come with that choice and the choice to forgive myself on a regular basis. Yeah. The choice to forgive my family for the trauma on a regular basis. 
Um, and so that shit happens. I say regular basis because sometimes I have to, you know, in my head say, I fucking forgive you. Yeah. You know, I just, I fucking forgive you. When it pops up, I'm like, you know what? I fucking forgive you. Because I've spent my whole life either trying to fit in. Yeah. Uh, running from fear, yeah, or fucking dwelling on the past. Yeah, I was about to say that. And I just, I, I made a choice not to live like that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the good part. Now I get to talk about now, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> Fourteen months and six days. What's your date? Uh, December nineteenth, twenty twenty. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty twenty one. 2021. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, dude, I, I wound up getting a really good job. Um, mm. I, I'm the assistant manager at one of the SD sober living houses. Oh yeah. Represent. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, you know, my life has just drastically taken off. I'm one test away from having my GED. Oh, no way. Yeah. I just got the math, math, Oh, the portion left, left and, portion. and I'm, I got my GED. Fuck yeah, dude! Um, I got my fucking driver's license. Hell yeah! Um, which That's a cost big fucking me deal. fucking like four grand, dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? All, all these fucking driving while driving without a license. Oh, and oh, all this okay. shit that okay, I that caught sense. over the last year since I've been out of prison. Yeah, I had to pay all that fucking shit off back yeah. in Alabama, yeah. and you okay. know, gotcha. my sponsor sat down with me and medi- mediated a letter to a judge back in Alabama. Oh, really? And I fucking got my driver's license. I have a vehicle. Nice, dude. A good job, you know. But the most important thing, uh, I have hope. Fuck yeah. And I have freedom from active addiction. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. And I found a new way to live. Hell yeah, um, dude. I say at every meeting I go to, I'm grateful I'm not dead. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get to turn my mess into a message. Uh, to to hopefully touch that person that feels like they can't be touched, right? Because I was that person, right? Um, so I ju- I just try to live that, you know, and not just say it here in this microphone, you know, but live it when I leave here, right? And when I'm at work, and when I'm at school, right? And when I'm in the store, right? You know, just to carry myself in a way. You know, with with these fucking key tags on my keys, yeah, yeah. you know, that <laughs> that shows that, God damn it, if I can do it, anybody can. Fuck yeah, dude. You know, uh, and I I really believe that. Fuck yeah, dude. I I like how you kind of touched that on that. You know, it's not about, you know, how you carry yourself out when we're in a recovery me- meeting or when you're talking to somebody in recovery. It's how you live your life outside of that. That's the real, that's your real journey. Yeah, absolutely. And fuck, dude. I'm, I'm so fucking grateful, man, that you came on, dude. Like, you know, like I said, I, I think you're a fucking good fucking dude, man. And you were somebody I, I literally, I had in my mind, like, I need to get this dude on my podcast. And it was so cool that you hit me up. Like, I'm like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was stoked. Dude, I mean, you're, you're, you know what I mean? Just keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. I mean, you're. You're fucking, you're doing pretty fucking good, man. Like, in my opinion, like, way better than I was at my 14 months. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, dude, um, thank you so much, bro. Yeah, I, I love man. you, dude. I love you too, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir, man.
Bye, everybody. <laughs>